Progress. So we're up to the last two words on Nun Amid Beis. The Mishnah said that the Shita of Rav Gamliel is Ein Get Acher Get, which means that if you give two Gitten, right, when you give a Get to Yavama, what we said yesterday is rabbinically, it sort of severs part of the relationship, and it makes it that you're not allowed to marry her anymore. Rav Gamliel's Shita is that if you have two Yavamas who fall to you and you give a Get to both, the second one was ineffective. Same thing with Maimer. The second one is ineffective. If you do Kedushin to both, the second one has no halachic ramifications. So the Gemara wants to know, what is Rav Gamliel Shita about? So the Gemara says, Amar Rava, Amar Rava. My time is Rav Gamliel. What's Rav Gamliel Shita about? So the Gemara says like this. I, I think the Pashup Shad is what the Gemara is going to conclude. The Pashup Shad, I think what we would all say is that whatever it's affecting, it affects once, not, not affecting twice. The Gemara has a slight change and because of that, ask some kashas. The Gemara says, Misafkale get ikani The Gemara says that Rav Gamliel's not sure whether get does anything. Meaning, either get will do 100% sever the relationship, mamish like chalitza, or it'll do nothing. It's like um, uh, high risk, high reward. It's like, you know, swing for the fences or strike out. So, and the same thing with Maimer. Does Maimer make a full connection or not? So because Rav Gamliel feels that way, he says, And therefore, the reason why Rav Gamliel says if you give a get to two women, it's not effective, is because get gitin are either do everything or they do nothing. So if you give it to the first woman, it either does everything or nothing. And if you give it to the second woman, so if the first one did everything, there's nothing to do for the second. If the first one did nothing, then the second one also did nothing. So that, that, the point is, we, we just started, we just started, Nunam and Aleph, two lines in. Nunam Aleph, and Aleph. So the Gemara says basically like this, that Rav Gamliel Shita is based on the premise that either a get does everything or it does nothing. But because he's not sure, so the first time you give a woman a get, it's either everything or nothing. But the, you sec, give it to the second woman, Mamarshach doesn't do anything. If the first one did something, the second one did nothing. If the first one did nothing, the second one did nothing. It doesn't make sense to, 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 to have it two times in a row. It helped me to understand that um, the get and the um, Mamar is, is the Rapanan and Correct. the Chalitza and the. Chalitza um, and Ibmar Deraisa. Is there right? So that helped me understand a little bit. Correct. Because it's exactly. not as strong as Exactly. The, um, but right. the point is, it's either doing everything or it's doing nothing. And same thing with Mimer. Mimer is either doing everything or it's doing nothing. Four lines in. Mimer, Ikani, Loikani. He's not sure whether Mimer does a full connection or it does nothing. So therefore, ikamakani. So if you give a mimer to two women, so if the first one does something, then baser mykavit, and there's nothing to do for the second. And ikamalikani basanamilikani. If the first one does nothing, then the second one also does nothing. So meaning, so gitin and mimer are either everything or nothing. Okay. Now the gemara just has a quick problem with this. I'll say it outside, and then we'll see it inside. The halacha is that according to Rav Gamliel, let's say you have three women, you give one a get. Then you do Bia to the second, and then you do Kedushin to the third. The halacha is that the Kedushin is effective. Three, no, three, three Yivamas. Three women fall to you to do Yibam. You're supposed to just do one to one, but you do Averis. So you do Get, get Yibam, Maimer. The halacha is, if you remember from the Mishnah, generally Yibam is the last thing to do, except if it's called a Bia Psula. Meaning if the Yibam is a 
compromised yibam. So if the yibam was done be'iser, then then you could affect afterwards. So the Gemara says like this, you give the first one a get, that, which means you should not be doing yibam at all. Then you do yibam to the second, so that's considered a deficient yibam. Well, we'll get there. And then, so you do get, then yibam, and then mimer. So the halacha is, the get does something, right? So therefore, rendering the yibam a deficient yibam, so therefore the mimer can take effect afterwards. Now here's the kasha. The order should have been... No, well, no, the, the order should have just been yibam. get a yibam or get chalitza. I don't know. You definitely shouldn't have done this. You definitely screwed it up by doing this. So the Gemara is saying like this. If you're telling me that according to Rav Gamliel, he's not sure whether it gets effective, it's either completely effective or completely ineffective, then in this case, why does the last thing take effect? Yeah, right? You do get, you do get, and then you do yibam. So we're saying the yibam is a deficient yibam. No, it's not. If the get is fully effective, then you're fully divorced. 100% done. I mean, the Gemara is understanding right now that like get is either 100% severing the relationship like Chalitza or it does nothing. The problem is, if that's the case, then Mimanushach, if the get is fully uh, fully effective, then the Yibam was nothing because there is no Yibam. If the get did nothing, then it's a good, a valid Yibam. So why are you saying that it's a deficient Yibam? It's not a deficient Yibam. It's either not Yibam or it is Yibam. It's not deficient. Meaning... The Gemara is going to eventually conclude, which is, I think, why this Gemara is a little confusing, is because we understand Rav Gamliel is saying, get does partial. It does a rabbinic severance. The Gemara is now not saying that. The Gemara is saying that, according to Rav Gamliel, get either 100% severs it like Chalitza, or it does nothing. The problem is, if that's the case, then if you do get, then Yibam, then Maimer, that Yibam, that's not considered a deficient Yibam. It's either the get did everything, and it's not Yibam, you're just living with your sister-in-law, or the get did nothing, and that's a good yibum. But Memanar Shach, the Maimir at the end should should be meaningless. I mean, right, and even more so meaningless. Correct. If it's, get, if it's a good get. If it's a good get, then there's no Maimir, and if it's not a good get, then it was a good yibum, and then the Maimir is also nothing. Right. I mean, the point is, if you're understanding that, like, it can't be what you're understanding, basically, that according to Rav Gamliel, the get either does 100% or nothing. It doesn't make sense. Rather, the Gemara is going to eventually conclude that the get does 50%, meaning it severs it rabbinically, which is, yeah, it's Pashup Shat. So the Gemara rather says, Eisev Akasha, Rav Gamliel agrees that if you have two women and you give a get to one and then a maimer to the other, it's effective. If you give a maimer to one and get to the other, that's also effective. Or you do get, then bia, then maimer, it's also effective. Or maimer achar bia v'get, or you do maimer bia v'get, it's also effective. Now the question is, the Gemara says, The Gemara says, The only time something can be effective after Yibam is if the Yibam is considered a deficient Yibam. So it's like a Yibam, but it's kind of deficient. But if you're telling me that this get, this first get that you did, is either 100% severing it like Halitza, or it does zero, so then the Yibam that you did afterwards is not a deficient Yibam. It's either not Yibam, or it is Yibam. If the get was fully effective, then the yibum was not a yibum because there's nothing to sever it. It's it's completely severed. In which case, you're just living with your sister-in-law. If the get is not effective, then it was a full yibum, but it's not a deficient yibum. Like he's saying, it's a deficient. It's not a deficient yibum. It's either a yibum or it's not, but it's not deficient. So rather, the gemara ch- deficient means that there's a rabbinic prohibition. You're not you're doing yibum, but Chazal are not happy about it. 
So like, it's yibum, but we're not half, we're not thrilled about it. But th- that's not what the case is over here. If you're telling me that a get is either fully effective or not effective at all, then it's just either a good yibum or not yibum, but it's not defective. So the Gemara says, rather change it. According to Rav Gamliel, it's not that a get is either 100% effective or not. It's all the time partially effective, meaning the get rabbinically is effective. Not that it's fully effective like chalitza, but not that it's nothing. It's Goldilocks. It's in between. I mean, before we were saying, like, it's either 100% effective or it's nothing. And he's not sure. He says, no, no, no. He's sure. It's 100%, 50% effective. It's 100% of the time, 50% effective. Huh? <laughs> I didn't see that. The answer is, she's rabbinically not married, but biblically married. Meaning it's rabbinically effective. It does something. Instead of cutting the paper Why? fully, it cuts the paper 50 halfway. That's what it Why does. Why does it get effective then after a normal divorce, if that's only rabbinic? No, in this context, when it comes to Yibam, it's no, rabbinically... Yeah, no, I, no, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm just saying... Uh, no, because point. the Torah says a get works. The Torah says there's a concept of getting. The Torah never says that by Yibam. The Torah never says that a get could be effective before you do Yibam. So if, if you give a get, it's 50% effective. All the time, it's 50% effective. There's a child. There's no child. How would there be a child? Afterwards, it's a full, full, good, healthy child. It's rabbinically effective. You didn't iser abanan. It's like living with a woman who you're not supposed to live with rabbinically. I, I don't know what that. Uh, whatever. Uh, no, it's not like a mamzer. It's 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 a rabbinic prohibition. Whatever rabbinic prohibition there is by living with a woman. And a, wom- a woman's a rabbinic nida. Uh, whatever, you know, whatever the context, I'm not sure. So the Gemara says, Abaya holds no. Rav Gamliel is not questioning. He's 100% certain that a get partially severs the relationship and a mimer partially builds the relationship. Miu, uh, I'm sorry, Miu uh, Amr I'm sorry, um, yeah, the get is only effective partially. And the mimer is partially effective, and therefore get get Meaning, and therefore, if you give two get into two of these yivamas, the reason why it's not effective is because whatever it severs, right? The get is like only able to cut fifty percent. So when you give it to the first woman, it already did it. So you give it to the second, it's doing nothing. It's not that he's not sure. He's 100% sure. Of, he knows what it's doing. It, it's able to sever the relationship 50% of the time. So you give it to the first woman, it severs at 50. That's it. You maxed out. There's nothing else to do. If you give it get to 50 more women of Yuvamis, it's not going to do anything. Same thing with Kedushin. The Gemara says, though, but the reason why he holds it, if you give, there's two Yuvamas that fall to you, you give one a Mimer and one a Get, the reason why it's effective is because the Mimer builds 50% and the Get cuts 50%. So you could build and cut. That's, 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 it makes sense. I think it's fair. Yeah, it's basically, what we're just doing right now is exactly how we understood it yesterday. We just took like a weird detour. If you give two women a Get, Two Yuvamas fault, you give them both a get. Rav Gamliel says the second one's not effective. Why? It's not that he's not sure what a get does. He knows what a get does. A get severs the relationship 50% of the time. 50%. 50%. And therefore, when you give it to the first woman, you've severed everything that you could. Which is 50%. Whatever. Chazal can't do more than that. So you can give the get to 50 more women. It's not going to do anything. It, 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 it's, it's fully... It, 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 
it's a limited capability. And therefore, when you give it, it's like you got a one-time shot. You give it once, that's it. I have no idea what that is. This guy's a, he's a nutball. I, I don't know. I don't know why he's doing this. Uh, honestly, he's just making them usher to him. Making their relatives usher to him. I, I don't know what he's affecting. The Gemara continues. Verabonon. Verabonon. Kolchad v'chad. Zekinu l'rabonon. And the Rabbana disagree. They say, no. Chazal dictated that a get is partially effective. So you can give it to multiple women. That's what they decided. Fine. Now, Rav Gamliel holds that two mimers don't work and two gittin don't work. But you could do mimer, then a defective bia, and then, you know, and then a get, and it's effective. Meaning a defective bia is not equal to a mimer. This is significant in the next Amid. The Gemara feels later on that there's an opinion that holds a defective bia, a defective yibum is equal to a mimer. Rav Gamliel doesn't hold that way. Because Rav Gamliel holds two mimers in a row don't work, but a mimer and then a defective bia does work. So he holds that defective bia is not equal to mimer. Okay. Meaning you do a yibum when you're not supposed to. According to some opinions, it's equal to a mimer. Whatever that means, meaning... Yeah, meaning the same way a mimer builds the relationship partially, a defective bia also builds the relationship partially. Rav Gamliel feels that a defective bia is more uh, builds the relationship more than mimer. A bia when you're not supposed to, yibam when you're you're rabbinically not supposed to. So the Gemara says, psula adifa mimer," and a defective yibam is more beneficial than a mimer, meaning it builds the relationship more than a mimer. Why? But it's in a way worse. It's in a way better, it's in a way worse. Why? It's way better. It's better because if you do two mimers in a row, the second mimer is meaningless. But if you do a mimer and then a defective bia, it does work. So you see that it's it's more effective than a mimer. But but it's kind of worse. But the reason why it's not as good is because a mimer at least builds whatever it can. It, 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 it's, it's fully effective in its capabilities. A defective bia is defective. I mean, when a bia could fully form the relationship, a defective bia cannot do that. So a defective bia is a way worse. Like a mimer is like a kid who only has like certain capabilities, but he's tapping into that ability completely. A defective bia, it's doing maybe the same amount, but it's, it's, at least, it's not hitting its potential because it's, it's a full bia. Correct. Correct. A mimer, a mimer is. They might be doing the same thing, and they're building the relationship. But like once, mimer sort of going up, and a defective bia is sort of in the in the way down. But they're both equal. Okay. Uh, this brisa is going to be tanurabana. This is a uh, a very long brisa, which is going to be repeating some of the notions that we've had till now of the shitas of Rav Gamliel. Okay. There's like basically two sugyas. It's not too bad. We'll just go through it slowly and do our best. Tan Rabbanon. Ketan Rav Gamliel. What's Rav Gamliel Shita? Again, this is a repetition from the Mishnah. Okay? Ein get achar get. Rav Gamliel holds there's no such thing as two getting. Meaning you have two Yivamas faulty, you give a get, and then you give a get. The second one's not effective. So let's see it inside. Shtei Yivamas shenafu lufnei Yavam echad. You have two Yivamas that fall to one Yavam. So you have two women that fall to one Yavam. Vinosan get lezeh, get lezeh. He gives a get to Rachel and Lemleah, right? They're two co-wives. 
He gives a get to Rachel, then he gives a get to Leah. Rav Gamliel Aymer chaylets the Rishayner. Rav Gamliel feels the first one's effective, so she's already also to you. So do chalitza to her, right? She's already also to you. She's already pasul kahuna, so might as well give a chalitza to her. Vasev Gerevisan, you're also to marry the relatives of the first wife, Rachel. Mutu bekrevishnia, but you're but but uh, but Leah is is fine. The get was never effective, so the chalitza for Rachel works for Leah, right? Makes sense, huh? Meaning you have these two co-wives. One of them needs to do Yibam or Chalitza. So you do Chalitza to Rachel and then they're both free. Yeah. They're co-wives. They, both, they were both married to Reuven. And then they die. So he gave a get to Rachel and then to Leah. So the first get is effective. So Rachel is divorced from him. So do Chalitza to her. No, no, no. Chalitza to Rachel. Then, then she's free. Yeah, Leah is free. Correct. If you give get into both Rachel and Leah, then you're also to both, because the get is effective to both. But just do Chalitza to one, then you're fine. They both agree Chalitza to one will be effective. Wait, he gave a get even though he didn't need to, you're saying? Oh, yeah, he, first of all, he never needed to give a get. And then yeah, he definitely so, didn't have to okay. give a get to the second one. So we're just saying this as a, if he did it. Yeah, I, I told you. This guy's, okay. this guy's a Meshuggah. All right. And the same halachas would apply to two two brothers and one woman who falls to Yivam. Let's say one woman falls to Yivam to two brothers and each one gives a get. So the, or Gamliel will say the second get's not effective and the Chum will say no, both can give a get to her. And they're both ushered to her relatives. Okay. Same thing with Mimer. Let's just repeat this by Mimer. You have two Yavamas. Rachel and Leah fall to, to, to Reuven. He gives a Mimer to both. Rav Gamliel says you only have to give a get to the first one. The Mimer is only effective to the first one. So if you don't want to marry them, so just divorce Rachel, go chalitza to Rachel, and they're both free. Because the second Mimer was ineffective. No, no, no. They're both, they're both Yavamas. They both were married to Reuven. Reuven dies. They both need Yivam or Chalitza. They're, they're, they're not free until something happens to them. Because you don't do Yivam or Chalitza to both. You do Yivam or Chalitza to one wife and that covers all the co-wives. Right? So the Gemara says... I'm sorry. No, both mimers are effective. So you give a get to both. You're not allowed to marry both relatives. They just do chalitza to one. Now, the Gemara has the interesting point. The Gemara, the Gemara analyze, let's analyze the first case. You gave a get to both of the co-wives. So we said according to Rav Gamliel, the first get's effective. Not the second. Rachel is divorced. So do chalitza to Rachel, and then Rachel and Leah are free. Meaning, if you do a chalitza to one of the wives after you gave her a get, not only is the chalitza effective, it works for both co-wives. Right? The chalitza for Rachel will work for Leah as well. Okay, makes sense. That's not like Shmuel. If you remember, in Davchav Zayin, which is 24 days ago, of course, we all remember this, the Gemara says, Shmuel said the exact opposite. The Gemara says, 
Shmuel holds that if you do chalitza to the woman you gave a get, it doesn't work for the tzara. Why? Because you have Rachel and Leah, right? Rachel and Leah are both bound to this guy. When you give Rachel a get, you sort of ruin that relationship a little bit, right? Then when you do chalitza to her, that chalitza is strong enough to sever that relationship, which is already weak, but it's not strong enough to sever Leah's full relationship. That's Shmuel Shita. So Shmuel holds that if you give chalitza to the woman who you gave a divorce to, it only affects her, it doesn't affect the other. What's the mechanics of that? She's already a because of that connection. The they're both connected. They both have Zika, right? They're both, they're both co-wives. So they both fall to Reuven. They both have 100% Zika to Reuven. They're not sisters, right? They both have 100% Zika. They're both co-wives. They were both married to Reuven. Reuven dies. They both fall to Shimon. They're both 100% bound to Shimon. A chalitza is strong enough to sever that, well, just one second, chalitza can sever that 100% binding. When you give a get to Rachel, you all of a sudden, because of the get, lowered her relationship to 50. Then when you do chalitza, that chalitza is strong enough to sever a 50, but it's not strong enough to sever a 100. So the chalitza doesn't work for Leah. That's Shmuel Shaitan. Do you understand? You there? Yeah, no, I understand. I'm just saying, doesn't a chalitza it, um, not allow the woman to marry a Kohen? No, 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 it's not effective. The chalitza no, for no, Rachel is not effective for Leah. No, but not according to both opinions. According to the according to Shmuel. Okay, and who we who who said beforehand? Rav Gamliel disagrees with him. So Rabbi Gamliel would, that means, according to Rabbi Gamliel, both women would be after the Kohen. No, no, according to Rabbi Gamliel, it just means that the chalitza is effective to free her. Not that not that it's as if she had chalitza done to her that she's pasalguna. Ah, it just means she's okay. free. Now, what would you say? Eliezer, you said something? That what? That if you would have done chalitza to Leah, both of them would be free, for yeah. sure. The problem is you did chalitza to the woman you gave a get to, which Rabbi Gamliel says affects both. It frees both. The problem is Shmuel doesn't say that. Now, Shmuel can't argue on Rav Gamliel. Shmuel's an Amor. Rav Gamliel's a Tana. So Shmuel arguing on Rav Gamliel is not, uh, not great. So the Gemara says, Amr lach Shmuel, ki amri anah, liba demandamr yezika. Rav Gamliel savr einzika. Shmuel says very simple. I'm not arguing with, with Rav Gamliel. I was following the view of, of, uh, of yezika. Because if you hold of zika, that means that when you falter, there's 100% binding by both. The get severs it to 50 then the chalitza to the 50 doesn't work for the 100. Rav Gamliel was following the view there's no such thing as zika. If there's no zika, then it's just, it's just like the Torah says you need chalitza. It's not like to sever anything. It's just the Torah says you need chalitza, so chalitza to either one works. Meaning, basically, Shmuel is saying, me and Rav Gamliel, we're not talking the same language. I'm not arguing with him. I'm following the view of Yesh Zika. He's following the view of no zika. Okay. Now, Fair. Okay, we, we had a question. The Rav Gamliel said, if you do chalitza to the woman you gave a get, it works for both. The problem is Shmuel says it doesn't. So the answer is, they're not arguing. Rav Gamliel's following the view of Yesh Zika, Shmuel's following the Tanayim who feel Ein Zika. They're just, they're not, they're not lining up because they're not following the same approach. Is that, is that good? Oh, now here's the problem. Now here's the tricky part. The Gemara makes an assumption, and because this assumption leads to a question, Rav Gamliel and the Rabbanon are arguing if you give two gittin in a row, whether it's effective. And now we're saying that Rav Gamliel is following the view of Yesh Zika. So the Gemara extrapolates, that means the Chachamim follow the view of Ein Zika. I'm sorry, Rav Gamliel holds Ein Zika, and the Gemara is now going to assume that the Rabbanon feel Yesh Zika, which will lead to a question. 
And then the Gemara is going to say, no, maybe they both hold of Ein Zika, and they're just arguing of whether two Gittin are effective. Meaning, the Gemara, like, up to now, Rav Gamliel Nechama's argument is just whether two Gittin work. But now we're saying, Rav Gamliel holds Ein Zika. So now we're assuming, ah, oh, that means the Rabbana hold Yesh Zika. Meaning, uh, now all of a sudden there's like a second Machlaikas that's popped up. And because of this assumption that the Rabbana feel Yesh Zika, we're going to ask a question. That's, that's, that's sort of the development that's happening here. So the Gemara says, Rav Gamliel said, Ein Zika. Rav Gamliel follows uh, no Zika. And Shmuel said Yesh Zika. So Shmuel's following the view of Yesh Zika. That's why Shmuel and Rav Gamliel, don't, they don't have to line up because Rav Gamliel, Shmuel was never saying his shita in, in the, that Tanoic approach. Now the Gemara says, well, now that you're telling me that Rav Gamliel holds no Zika, we're going to assume the Chamfil Yesh Zika. The Gemara says, Rav Gamliel Zika. If Rav Gamliel holds no Zika, go to the next page, Rabbanon Savar Yesh Zika. Now we're assuming the Rabbanon are arguing now in two things. They're arguing about whether two get in work, and they're arguing about whether there's Zika or not. Now, if the Rabbanon hold Yesh Zika, we have a problem. What did the Rabbanon say? Ketani say, The Rabbanon hold, if you give a get to both, let's say it's a case where there's one woman who falls to two brothers. Each one gave her a get. So what's the sheet? According to the Chachamim, both get in work. She's asked to both of them. And then she does chalitz, and then she's free. The problem is, if you hold Yesh Zika, and she only does chalitz to one brother, and it works, that is not like Rav Huna Amarav. Rav Huna Amarav said that if you have a deficient chalitz, which means a chalitz that cannot lead to yibum, like in this case where you got a get, and you can't do yibum, so you're just forced to do chalitza. He holds that you have to do chalitza to each brother. One chalitza is not going to work. You need chalitza from every single brother. So now, Rav, Rav Huna Marav was going in the view of Yesh Zika. So now, if you say the Rabbana hold Yesh Zika, and the Rabbana are not like him, that's a problem. Meaning, Rav Huna Marav is definitely not like the Rabbana, because Rav Huna Marav is saying that when it's a deficient chalitza, when it's a broken chalitza, you need chalitza from each of the siblings. The Rabbanon say, in this case, where both gave her a get, so she's forced to just do chalitza, she can't do yibam, it's considered a broken chalitza because it's not a chalitza that can lead to yibam, one chalitza works, you don't need chalitza from each of the brothers. So Rav Huna Marav is not like the Rabbanon. Oh, no, so here's the thing. Rav Huna Marav is not like the Rabbanon, let's just establish that. Now, that's not such a big deal because Rav Huna Marav could say, I was, Rav Huna Marav was definitely going in the view of Yesh Zika, and he's not like the Rabbanon. So before this conversation, he could have said, listen, I go yesh zika, the Rabbana go ein zika. But now we're assuming the Rabbana hold yesh zika. So now we're assuming the Rabbana and Rav Gamliel are arguing about yesh zika or ein zika, which means the Rabbana hold yesh zika. And the Rabbana are not like him. And he's following yesh zika. So it's a straight up train coming at him that he's not like the Rabbana. Because he's definitely not like the Rabbana. But before this Gemara, I could have just said, well, he's saying yesh zika, they're following ein zika. Okay. He's following the Tanaim who hold uh, Yeshika. They follow the Tanaim who hold Yeshika. But now we're saying the Rabbana hold Yeshika. And the Rabbana are not like him. And he holds Yeshika. So it's a problem. So the Gemara says, This is not like Rav Huna Marav. Rav Huna Marav said that if you have a Chalitza that cannot lead to Yibum, you need a Chalitza from all the brothers. Which is not like the Rabbana said in this context. And the Rabbana hold Yezika, and he holds Yezika, and he's not like them. So what's going on? So the Gemara says, Amalach Rabbah Barav Huna, Bein the Rav Gamliel, Bein the Rabbana, Savri Yezika, V'alcha Begedach HaGedem, Ma'amrach HaGekem Mifugi. The Gemara answers no. Which is what I said before. Which is, the Rav Gamliel and the Chacham argue, argument is not whether Yezika or Yezika. Both Rav Gamliel and the Chacham hold Yezika. They're just arguing about whether to get in work. 
Like your assumption that if Rav Gamliel says Ein Zika, that means the Rabbanon say Yesh Zika, and then we lead to this question, incorrect. The Rav Gamliel and the Rabbanon both believe Ein Zika. Their machlek is just whether two gitna are effective. So Rabbi Rav Huno, who says Yesh Zika, is, he's not like their Chacham, but that's fine, because the Chacham are following the approach of the Tanoim of Ein Zika. He follows the Tanoim approach of Yesh Zika. So he's not like them, but that's fine. Shmuel's not like Rav Gamliel, and he's not like the Rabbanon, but that's fine. Because he's not straight up arguing about with them w- with the same ideology. He feels Yesh Zika, they feel Ein Zika. That's fair. If they felt Yesh Zika, he felt Yesh Zika, and they still argue that's a problem. You understand? That, that's, that's, that's the evolution. One more quick... Sorry, so we're yeah. back, sorry, I missed the, no. the punchline. Rabbanin, Ein Zika. And Rav Gamliel, Ein Zika. Shmuel. Yesh Zika. Shmuel and Rabbi Rav Huna both hold Yesh Zika. And they're just going with other Tanoim. They're not at all in this Machlokas, and that's fine. Like, we're trying to drag Shmuel and Rabbi Rav Huna into, like, Shmuel's not like Rav Gamliel, Rabbi Rav Huna's not like the Rabbana. And the answer is, yeah, because they hold Yesh Zika, they hold Ein Zika. And they just, they don't have to see eye to eye. That, that's, the, that's what's happening here. One quick point, and then the Gemara is going to end off with a, 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 a rather quick, we can do a quick discussion. The Gemara says like this. The Gemara has a question. Um, Gemara's a very interesting point. According to Rav Gamliel, yeah, you have these two women who fall to you, do Yivam. You did a Kedushin to both. What's the Halacha? You divorce the first one, and then you do Chalitza. The second Kedushin wasn't effective. So if the second Kedushin is not effective, why do you have to divorce her? Right? You give a Maimer, Rachel Le'eg, a Maimer her, Maimer to her. So the Gemara says, you can't do marry any of them, you just have to divorce it. Divorce the first one, then do Chalitza. Why? If the second Maimer is not effective, it's as if it never happened. So I just did a mimer to a woman. Why can't I do yibum? Why, why is it that the Gemara is like assuming that you're definitely going to have to end this. Like I thought originally it was just like, if you want to. The Gemara is like, no, no, no. If you give a mimer to both women, you have to divorce them. But you just don't have to divorce both because the second mimer is not effective, just the first one. If the second mimer is not effective, then why do you have to divorce anyone? Just do a mimer, then do yibum. Like why is it that, that that's not an option? You hear what I'm saying? Like but why? But what? No, it's not a suffix. Rav Gamliel knows the second one's not a. Fa- oh, oh. So the Gemara speaks it out. The Gemara says, The Gemara says, We're afraid that if you, if you end up marrying the first one, eventually you might marry the second. Like, in people's minds, it looks like you're Makadish both. And if we allow you to do Yibam to the first one, then eventually what's going to end up happening is some people might end up doing Yibam to both. Because they're going to be like, well, if you can do Yibam and you're Makadish both, you could clearly, I guess, be married to both. Like, people are not going to know that the second one's not effective. Yeah, it's like you said. Okay. The Gemara says like this. According to Rav Shimon, was Rav Shimon? Rav Gamliel, I'm sorry. Rav Gamliel. A mimer and, and a, a mimer is fully effective. Whatever it's capable. It, it doesn't have high capabilities, but it's only, you do one mimer, you're done. Meaning, according to Rabbanon, you could do mimers like 10 women, and it's like partially effective, partially effective, partially effective. According to Rav Gamliel, whatever mimer does, it's a one-time shot. A mimer is fully effective once. Yeah? So the Gemara says there are other tanoim that agree with him. 
Let's see it inside. The Gemara says, Amir Rav Yechanan, Rav Gamliel, that's one, Beishamai two, Shimonazai three, Rav Nechemia four. Four Tanoim, Kulusviru Maimer Kaina Kinyan Gamer. They hold that a Maimer does a full Kinyan. Now, this means different things to different people. Um, the, according to Beishamai, this actually means that Maimer is like Yibum. See, Rav Shimon doesn't go that far, as, or Rav Gamliel doesn't go that far, as we'll see, but Rav Gamliel kind of aligns with Beishamai in as much that what a Maimer can do, it only does once. Like, according to the Chachamim, Mimer is, like, very weak. If you could do something to, like, ten women, if you could Makadish ten women, then you're not really being Makadish any of them. You know what I mean? It's like a slight Kedushin, like a tiny, like a dabble of a Kedushin. Rav Gamliel feels, no, whatever it's effective, it's effective fully once. He's sort of aligned in Beishamai's view that, like, a Mimer is kinda. Now, again, Beishamai takes it way farther. Beishamai, we're going to see in a moment, holds that a mimer is like Ki'ilu, you're married, mamish. Like, biblically, Ki'ilu, you're married. That's, that's Beishamai. But that concept, the ideology, is, is very similar. Let's go through each one. Let's go through the first one. Rav Gamliel Hadam. Rav Gamliel, we already got finished establishing that, again, Rashi says, Ein mimer achar mimer. Rashi says, the fact that Rav Gamliel holds you can't do mimer twice... That means that the first one gets all of it. Now, yes, it's not as strong as Yibam. Let's say it goes to 50%, but you max out once. That's you see Rav Gamliel Shaitan. Let's go to the next one, Bishamai. Now, Bishamai takes Rav Gamliel and goes way further. He holds that a Maimer, not only could you only do it once, it's mamish like Yibam. How so? Titznan, the Mishnah says, You have three brothers. Two of them are married to sisters. Right? We haven't had this in a while. Reuven, Shimon, Levi. Reuven and Shimon are married to Rochel Leia. Mufna, Levi is single. Meis Echon, Mebali Echoyes. Reuven dies, so one of the sisters falls to Levi to do Yibam. Levi does Maimer. Then Shimon dies. Now we've had this case many times. So you have now, you have Levi is, did Maimer to one sister, and now he has Zika from the other sister. So we always said that that's a problem, because you're sort of bound to both. Beishamah says no. The mimer is as if you're married. The second woman who falls, gone, can go away without Yibam or Chalitza. She's just like your wife's sister. Meaning, Beishamai holds that mimer is mamish kilo, you're married. And then when the second sister falls to you after mimer, you can say goodbye. You know, she, she can just walk. Because it's as if, it's as if like your, your wife's sister falling to you, like for whatever. It's, just like you're, it's as if you're already married for 10 years. So the Gemara says, Beishamai says, you're already married to the one you did Maimer. And the other one can walk, because she's your wife's sister. So you see Mamish, he holds that Maimer is Mamish, Mamish, The next one is Rishimin. Rishimin holds like this. The Gemara says like this, what if a woman, I don't know if these cases are so strange. You have two brothers that fall to a woman to do Yibam, and the two brothers are, are ten years old, nine and ten years old. So they're above the age that they could physically have relationships, but they're below bar mitzvah. And they both do yibam. They both live with her for whatever reason. So the question is, well, what's her status? So Pashtus, it should be that she's like usher to both because she's sort of like kind of bound to both a little bit. Rav Shimon Shita is not like that. Rav Shimon says, Rav Shimon says, she's only bound to the first one. Why? Rav Shimon's not sure whether uh, relations at that age is halachically valid, but he says mamanoshach. If it is, then it worked for the first one, and if it's not, then nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? Meaning a nine and then a ten year old. So he's like mamanoshach. If that type of relationship does something, it was already accomplished the first time by the nine year old. 
Yeah, the, what? No, but of the halach. So I know that that type of znos will not get him the death penalty. Would apostle her? Who? Ah, that is a phenomenal shaila, which is Tysus Kasha. Im time of the Rav Shimonami test the Rishim Shum Dzinsa Tachtov. That's a good point. That's a good point. By the way, you know, you know, it's chaval. You know, it's chaval. It's a chaval. It's a chaval that it's that the Adam special to me is when Adam says a standalone line that sounds insane that I could just quote. But like, well, she had it coming. She was gonna die. Adam Moskovich. Like, okay. Um, that's really, yeah, that's a toast. Um, yeah, that that doesn't make sense. Because that's 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 you have oit tet semeshim derav hamenuna. Because Rashi says you're not a sight unless you're warned. But like Tais is like you don't need to be warned if you actually li- lived. Uh, okay, in a case of rape, maybe rape by the second one. That that could be. Yeah, it's, the family dynamics are not great. It's gonna be a very awkward Hanukkah party. But yeah. Um, that's the case, because that would work for Yibam, but it would not ask her if she's married to a Yisrael. It's a good title. Anyway, but according to Shimon, coming back here, so Shimon says, which is why I'm nervous in the morning, because like I've done the dom, I'm half asleep, I've barely done the dom, I got a Kivag in front of me. So the point is, so you got, you got Shimon, Shimon holds that the Memarashach, it's not going to be also, because if the first Yibam, if the relations at that age is effective, then the first one got it. If it's not effective, then nothing happened. Now the Gemara says, what's, what does it have to do with the Mimer? The Gemara says, Rishim and Tani Amal Rishim Lacham, in Bias Rishon Bia, Bia Shni Enabia, in Bias Rishon Enabia, Bia Shni Nami Enabia. Is it Monashach? Now the halacha is, whatever this means, this is a sugya later on, this is in Dafzadivov, Bias Ben Tesha de Kemaimer Shavil Rabbanon. The Rabbanon treat the relations of a nine year old in building that relationship with, with a Yavama like Mimer. It's equal to Mimer. So basically you could like substitute. Relations of a nine-year-old equaling mimer in, in building relationship. So in essence, you had two brothers living with her at nine years old. Let's say the twins, right? Nine years old. And Rav Shimon says the only the first one worked, not the second. Equal now put in the substitute. Mimer, two mimers, instead of two relations, two mimers. The first one works. That's Mamish Rav Gamliel Shita. You see that a mimer is only effective once. That's what we're trying to prove. So Shimon is aligned with Bishamai, with Rav Gamliel, that Maimer only works once. The Tanya, the Kamar of Shimon, Enabia. So the next one, Ben Azai. The Tanya, Ben Azai Oimer, Yesh Maimer Acher Maimer Bishnei Vomen Vyavam Achas, Vein Maimer Acher Maimer Bishnei Vomen Vyavam Echad. Our Mishnah always equated two cases, which is you have two women that fall to one brother, or one woman who falls to two brothers. And we always said sort of like binary. If you believe two mimers work, it works in both cases. If you believe two mimers doesn't work, it doesn't work in both cases. Ben Azai actually has a third sheet, which is, he says, if one woman falls to two brothers, they both can give a mimer. Because like Chazal like gave each one the right to do mimer. But if one brother has two women fall to him, and he gives a mimer to both, not effective the second one. Because he can only be, meaning a man can only be Kaddish once. You got each one got one card, so if there's one woman and two brothers, they can both give a mimer and it's effective. But two women to one brother, he gives a mimer to both. The second one's ineffective because he already used up his card. 
That's Mamish the streets of. It's not exactly. 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 So you see that it, it aligns with Rav Gamliel and Rav Shimon and Beishamai. That Maimer is kaina. Meaning, Maimer it's only effective once. How far to what extent? That, that's a machlekes Beishamai Beisil. But it's it's only effective once. And the last one is Rav Nechemia. Rav Nechemia did tanan. Rav Nechemia oimer achas bila achas chalitza beimetchila beimbeins beimsayf ein achreaklum. Now this, we mentioned this in the Mishnah fairly quickly. We'll finish up in one minute. And that is, we said that um, chalitza is always the last, like, res- once you do chalitza, you're done. I don't care what happens afterwards. It's, nothing is significant after chalitza. But is something significant after yibum? So we said in the Mishnah, it depends. Is it considered a deficient yibum or a non-deficient yibum? Meaning, if you do yibum to the first wife, and then the second wife you give a mimer to, it's nothing, because that was a full yibum, a good yibum. But if you have two women that fall to you, you do a get. Then you do yibum to the second, so that yibum is considered deficient because you shouldn't have done it. So the halacha is a deficient yibum. You could have something afterwards. Meaning, if the, let's say it's three women get yibum mimer, that mimer is effective because the yibum was deficient. Rav Nechemi disagreed. Rav Nechemi says no. Yibum ends it. I don't care what happens. Whenever you got a yibum, it's done. I don't care if it's a deficient yibum, not deficient. It's all it ends it. Yeah, y- get. Yibum Maimer, that Maimer is nothing. No, Nechemi disagrees. Reb Nechemi. This is actually the last line of the very long Mishnah, which I think I did quickly. Reb Nechemi disagreed. Reb Nechemi said, Yibum and Chalitza are the same. I don't care if it's deficient, not deficient. Yibum ends it. What's it have to do with anything? A deficient Yibum is equal to a Maimer. That's the rule. A deficient Yibum is equal to a Maimer. Meaning the same way a Maimer builds 50%, a deficient Yibum also builds 50%. What does Rav Nechemiah say? A deficient Yibum, done. You can't have anything afterward, after that. The same way you can have two Maimers, you can have a deficient Yibum and then. So the Gemara says, So you see it's a similar concept that like the same way you can only have one Maimer, you can't do two Maimers. Once you have a deficient Yibum, that's it. You used up all that, you used up that one card. Basically, uh, I will stop here. Okay, I tried to go a little bit slower today. I don't know if that was clear, but recording stopped. That's forty minutes.